Hey everybody, it's Griff here, coming at you with another episode of the HLP. Guys, I really hope you're surviving quarantine well. I know it's uh, it's kind of a bummer, but hey, you got time, all the time in the world really, to listen to podcasts. So, uh, really glad you chose to listen to ours. Some cool news up at the top, Hideous Tomfoolery just released episode 7 through 12, so if you really need a group of episodes to binge, well, just hop over onto our Discord, get the link to the archive.org, and download those episodes and enjoy some extra content from us and our friends at Southern Tomfoolery Plays. With that out of the way, welcome to episode 86, Boars and Noble. Listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 86. Let's start with Brooks this time. What you drinking, buddy? Oh, thanks, Griff. I am drinking rum and orange juice. Uh, this rum was uh, very, very graciously provided by by Emily from a trip from Guatemala. I tried a little bit beforehand. It's uh, definitely not top tier rum, which I'm <laughs> so sad about. Considering the price, I'm not surprised. The hibiscus was lovely, mm. uh, but for the price, the fact that it's alcohol is surprising. Mm. Well, I'm quite feverish to get on with this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please don't be. <laughs> Just feeling feverish. I don't understand. Because I don't want you in this room. Yeah, I got to put like four feet more between the two of us if you are. Uh, we should all scoot back away from the table. We're not six feet apart right now. Yeah, there is no you tell emotion. me you got to build a new table. <laughs> to accommodate the coronavirus. There is yep. no emotional distance too great for me. <laughs> Brooks has been six feet away the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, oh, so I guess that's a good point. Before we before we start, uh, start with everybody else's drinks, we're not doing a Patreon uh, beverage tonight. We're getting a little bit ahead of... Um, the coronavirus, I'm sure those of you in the U.S. Uh, are probably being impacted by it right now. We're kind of trying to head our bets and get a couple of recordings in before shit gets real. So, Probably not just the U.S. Well, yeah, no, not just the U.S., but I just figure like right now in the U.S. we're like kind of okay, not locked in our houses. And then a week from now, we'll see. But, uh, Haley, what you drinking? I am actually drinking the same drink as last time, that peaches and cream. Mm, peaches and cream. I guess we are drinking a Patreon beverage. <laughs> <laughs> it was go. so good. You named it, too. It was good. Good enough to give it a name. Uh, well, so speaking of someone who's not good enough to give a name, hey, boy, what you drinking? <laughs> 
Who are you talking to? <laughs> I looked right at you. Uh, uh, could, could, could be anybody. Could be anybody. Could be anybody. Hi, folks. This is Steve here. I play Matumbe and Saw on the Hideous Laughter podcast. And tonight, I'm drinking a hams because this is a Team Slurp episode. Uh, that uh, that sounds pretty good in the new mic. The new mic. Like yeah, that's that. great. It's yeah. nice. So uh, we're back to that again. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Emily, what are you drinking? I am still enjoying that hibiscus moonshine rum that I brought back from Guatemala. Turns out I just should have bought all hibiscus rum. That would have been smart. That shit was good. I mean, is there any left anymore? (laughs) Do we finish it all tonight on the night it was gifted? (laughs) I think I, I still might have a few squirreled away. I'll have to see. Yeah, well, speaking of a few, I have squirreled away. One more from my secret Bon and Viv quarantine stash. <laughs> this is the Clementine Hibiscus, so I'm drinking Hibiscus too. Before we came on air, we were all talking about how long it was going to take for us to start stashing alcohol away from each other. Yeah. There's a lot centered here because we make all the weird drinks here. It's not a lot of good stuff, but there's a lot of booze in the cabinet downstairs. A lot of shit like Ouzo and like fucking Blue Curacao. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like the boys on Letter Kenny. <laughs> what am I gonna do with Blue Caraco? <laughs> Just drinking it straight, baby. Oh uh, yeah. So. You guys had a kind of tender moment last episode. Uh, you, first of all, killed the weaver worm, found uh, some items, found a reservation, a letter of reservation for um, a room at Askinor Lodge. You also found a trap, and it was pretty apparent to you that whoever was trapped here kind of as bait for the trap was a werewolf. Uh, and was killed because they were a werewolf, uh, thanks to Eclipse's object reading. Then you, Eclipse, cooked everybody some dinner. Um, they had a nice evening, and it's the next morning. You guys wake up. You feel well-rested. Well I feel at full health. Yeah, everybody healed up. That's nice. It's uh, always so, yeah, it's always, it's always good to be at full health after a weaver worm combat. So you... Head down the path. Um, go ahead and make me a survival or an geography. Oh, yeah. Something I got. Are they Wait, different survival? information? Uh, one has a lower check. I have, I have higher in survival now. Fantastic. 20. 23. 7. 18. Okay, so with a 20... Ikmer can notice one of the paths is more traveled than the other one. Uh, Matumbe, with your 23 in knowledge geography, you know that the more southern path, probably probably both paths lead to Askinor Lodge in some way, but the southernmost one is uh, going to be the quickest. If, if I if I motion that direction, does that also line up with Ikmer's perception yep. of the more yep, travel? Yeah, the same thing. Perfect. Okay. You imagine like people follow this path to get to Asinor. I think either way would take us there, but this one on the southern end seems to be a more direct route. Very clearly, the amount of tracks, the wagon wheel, 
uh, ruts as well as just a wider clearing for it. Makes sense to me. This trip's had plenty of adventures so far. Let's just get to the lodge. All right. So you head down the path, and it takes you about another day. You don't notice anything. Uh, Night falls. You probably hang out, um, sleep another night. If any of you weren't at full health, you probably are now. Get up the next day, and you make it to Askinor Lodge. Well, it's it's about midday. You see this extravagant manor kind of rising up out of the woods, and it's it's cleared all around Askinor, but there is a large gate. Around and a fence around the whole complex uh, made of stone. A gatehouse stands at the entrance, kind of where the clearing leads to this place. Surrounding it, the gate and the trees kind of envelop right outside of the gate. What are you guys doing? Unless there's any outward weirdness, um, we would probably just walk right up. I mean, this is where we're supposed to go. We're invited. Or rather, we've got... You have a letter of introduction. Yeah, letters of introduction. Um, unless somebody disagrees, we should go right up to this gatehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think I'm in agreement here. Like, there's no reason not to be. So you head up to the gate, and there's a guard in the gatehouse, um, kind of atop this stone gate. And he looks down at you. Oi! What do you think you're doing here? We're not expecting any visitors at Askinor Lodge. Not right now. No one's on the guest book. No one's meant to be arriving. What brings you here? We were invited. And uh, the we should have something from uh, the, the Caramark, right? It's a letter of introduction, not an invitation. Ah. Uh. Mm, invited, eh? Um, well, we don't usually work by invite. We work by reservation. You usually got to know a guy to have one. You don't look the sort that usually stay here. I'll tell you what. I'll go get uh, Bellic, the porter, and, and he'll sort this out. What do you say? Stay here for a minute. Sounds good to me. When he leaves, Matumbe huddles the group up. Well, it just so happens we have an open reservation here, but we don't want to make it look like we killed this guy, because we didn't. But there is vacancy. It's the Draven letter from... Yeah, I get that. I just I don't understand then the letter of introduction. Like, what, uh, what if we shared that? I think if maybe if we combine the two, just be like, "Hey, we found this." Right. The 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 introduction is, "Hey, we're cool. You can talk to us." The reservation is, "There's a space open for us to stick around." Does the letter of introduction have like all of our names on it? Sure. Yeah, it would yeah, be. Okay. It's, it's introducing you guys from Alpon Caramark. So then are we using the open reservation to say, like, we know you have space? 
I certainly not off right off the bat. Um, I think we need to lead with the letter of introduction, right? Um, and then maybe work our way into, you know, we were traveling here to be introduced to your folks and came across this person's remains. They were attacked by this foul creature or whatever. I'm in for that. Yeah, seems like a plan. We'll just have to be convincing and not look suspicious. Exactly, yeah. So you guys are kind of huddled up, and um, the gate opens a hair, and a um, an average height, kind of portly man, um, balding. Uh, he's got like kind of like the horseshoe, uh, and he's wearing kind of like a smoking jacket, the style of like a, a huntsman in a huntsman's lodge kind of. And he comes out and he says, Hello there, adventurers. Um, uh, my name is Bellic of Courteau. I'm the porter here. Um, what seems to be, uh, what exactly are you, are you looking for here? We have no, um, well, we're not expecting adventurers. We don't usually usually have adventurers uh, staying with us. Okay, quick sidebar. What do we want to tell this guy we're actually here for? Because we've got an introduction. We know they have an open reservation. But why are we here? That it is going to like sit right with these people. Do we want to? We can't just walk in and say, "Hey, I think the whispering way's here." That's a bad way to start it. Why can't we just say that, hey, we just helped out our our friend, Alpon Caramark. You'll see the introduction here. And we just saved his, uh, you know, schloss from being destroyed. As a thank you, he gave us this introduction and a way for us to stay and relax. I like it. It's also a hunting lodge, so I think we know that much. So if we yeah. wanted to mention we want to hone our skills or like do uh, like like Haley was saying take a break from the adventuring but still like get some practice in with something that way we seem agreeable with what they do here I'm thinking vacation time okay ooh yeah I like it well you'll see here that we have this uh, introduction to the club from our dear friend Alpon Karamark. Oh, Alpon Karamark. Um, would you mind if I read that for a, for a moment? Oh, not at all. Here you go. And he takes it, and you see um, he kind of pops out a monocle and begins reading it. You see his lips kind of moving as he's um, as he's kind of mouthing it to himself, and he looks up at you. Hmm. I apologize for any misunderstanding, but as the porter of Askinor Lodge, I, I could not permit you to enter at this time. You do not have reservations in our books. Despite your claims and introduction, I, I have no evidence to justify allowing strangers into the lodge. Uh, from, from the looks of you, un, unlike the rest of my guests, you haven't come here to take a peaceful retreat. I want no trouble, so off with you all, and take whatever troubles you bring uh, somewhere else, if you wouldn't mind. 
Well, that's where you're wrong, because we just helped our friend, uh, Mr. Karamark, and we helped him out because there were some infestation and people trying to take over his home. We got rid of them, and as a relaxation, he sent us here, and on our way here, we actually found a reservation so that I know there must be a room free, and found we really a want reservation? to relax. Yeah. What could you possibly mean by that? Well, there's a very nasty grub lady in the forest. Um, please use the proper term. <laughs> weaver worm. <laughs> weaver worm. Never heard of it. Who, uh, <laughs> who uh, must have taken one of your other guests because uh, found basically a bag of bones and this reservation. And she'll pull out the letter. Hmm. <laughs> Likely story about a weaver worm. You could have killed this man on the trail. There's, there's blood on the letter. Uh, there's still a room available, and we want to please relax. And I've heard it's a hunting lodge. I'm very good with an axe. I'd like to get better with a knife. I will not have murderers in my lodge. <laughs> I am definitely not a murderer. Uh, says the creepy uh, whatever you are with a large axe. That seems very murdery to me. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, I think you're making a lot of judgments here. I feel I'm entitled to judgments when you do not have a reservation and all you really bring to the table is a... Uh, well, an introduction from one of the creepier ex-counts in the nation. I, I apologize, but there's there's no way I can let you enter. Uh, you could go ahead and, like, as you're talking now, like, try and make... Like, I'm not going to let you do diplomacy for the we-just-want-to-chill-here thing, because that's clearly a lie. So if you want to bluff for that, you can, or... You can uh, you can attempt to say some more stuff to ease his mind, give him some proof that, you know. Uh, Freya chimes in and tries to help a little bit with diplomacy. We've done you a great service. I'm guessing you've lost a few guests on the road to your lodge. There's some nasty creatures in this forest. We made sure to take out the main creature. Your guests will have a much easier time getting here. Without us, you'd lose service. Okay, and you're aiding or are you rolling around? Trying to do a diplomacy to aid and, I guess, push him, his demeanor more towards neutral, if that's okay, possible. Okay, so roll your own diplomacy then. So should I then roll diplomacy or bluff? Uh, depends on what you want to say. I've already I've already said a bunch. So am I not rolling for any of the stuff I said? You can roll a bluff for the um, for the like you relaxing. wanting to stay there. Yeah, yeah relax. Twenty one. He seems to regard you for a minute, and then either way, if you want to relax, you're gonna have to find another place. I I believe that. Maybe you'd, you'd uh, you know, want to hunt and and enjoy the premises here, but you're not really the type of person that 
We usually invite in, and I still... <laughs> I can't prove that... You are who you say you are, and you haven't murdered our, um... Our dear friend on the road. Our dear customer. Freya, what was your diplomacy? Uh, it was only a nine. Oof. Yeah. Sir, do we need to bring the body that is covered in webs back to you to make you believe this? It would certainly make a more compelling case than you're giving me right now. And at this point, like, this is causing a little bit of commotion inside the gate. You can hear, like, people are coming up. They're interested in what's going on. This dude is a giant bag of penises. Can I? Uh, okay, okay. Sidebar. Should I make a scene? The fuck is... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what version of a scene is. Right, we gotta, mm. gotta talk about that first. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking kind of like pull a Karen. Oh, speak to his oh. <laughs> Just if people are starting to listen. Uh, while this is kind of going on and things are not going great, uh, Freya is actually going to spend a round trying to detect an aura around this guy that we're talking with to see if... Uh, there's evil present there. Okay. Uh, you don't sense evil. Eclipse is going to make a scene. So I, I've decided. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. So, uh, she'll say, I cannot believe that you won't let us stay here despite you have a fresh room that we know is available. We helped save all of your past, all of your, uh, Visitors, you did nothing of the sort. I hope uh, uh, be, excuse <laughs> you me. saved no one. Uh, yes, we did. No. <laughs> excuse me. Yes, we did. We've gotten rid of the weaver worm. We've gotten rid of some of the other caps. They were clearly menacing this forest. <laughs> Not um, if you went the other way. <laughs> uh, well, uh, for those who went this way, I've, uh, we've done this. We just want to take a break. We want to hunt, and we wanted to learn better skills here. This is absolutely crazy. We know you have a room available. Here's the reservation papers right here, and you, here's the introduction from Karamark. Do you want to diplomacy or intimidate with this? Diplomacy. Okay. <laughs> 21. I'm sorry, ma'am. Causing a scene is, uh, is not going to get you what you want, unfortunately. Um, Guards, can we please escort these uh, fine folk away from uh, the premises? And um, some of the guardsmen from the gatehouse would come down and and exit the uh, exit the gate and kind of back up, uh, Bellic and. They kind of, like, have their hands on their belts, like, menacing a little bit. It was worth a shot. Um, can Ikman do a perception? You were very close. <laughs> Damn it! Aw. Oh. Can Ikman do a perception on the on the guards, their, their current state, whether they are, like, 
um, they, they, whether they seem well prepared for the area, uh, understaffed, like maybe like their you can uh, do a knowledge local. Poor. Oh, I <laughs> certainly would, but uh, we all know that uh, state. I figured he didn't have that. Then no. No, it seems like there's, uh, I mean, there's like five guards that come out. All right. I'm going to tag in with you. <laughs> Mr. Bellick, did you say? I've no more time for talk. Get, go on. Here's what I don't understand. <laughs> we have been introduced I don't to you, here. you We know you have open reservations here. We are willing to stay here and converse with your people and bring up the culture of this place. Have you ever seen a creature such as this? Has any of... He's pointing at Eclipse the Wyang. Has any of your guests seen a man with skin as mine? I would think this is somewhat exotic to your people. And don't your people like hunting exotic things? Would you have us hunt you? Is that, is that what you're suggesting? You twist my words against me, and I give you that. It is not because your people are evil that you are hunt, right? It is because they are curious. They are curious, and they want to know more, right? I'll give you that. So how about this? You let us stay on a temporary basis. If we overstay our welcome, if people don't like having us around, if people don't find us interesting, we leave. It's quite simple. I mean, you can roll a diplomacy. All right. Let's see what I got here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A second. Can you do that posthumously? <laughs> yeah, actually, I can. Okay. But it's it's after I make the roll, but before I announce it. Okay. I got you. Cool. So I rolled a natural 20, um, and then I add my diplomacy plus four, and then the initial plus four for my inspiration on top of that, Whoa. 28. Whoa. Hmm. You, you make an interesting point. Men, stand down. Stand down. Take the boy in! Got skills! <laughs> <laughs> All right. On a temporary basis, I think... Um, Yes, we we have a room, um, but you will have to consent to being watched in some way. You come to me with a a bloody note, and uh, there's you can't you can't blame me for you know worrying that uh, you're robbers and murderers on the road. Okay, Mr. Billick, your reservations are understandable and we have nothing to hide from your people if enhanced security will make you and your guests feel more comfortable then enhanced security it is and as this conversation's happening the gate kind of flies open and you see a rough and tumble looking woodsman heading outside the gate and he's followed by a young noble um, dressed in a finely tailored, uh, studded hunting leather. And I think they've, you know, despite the commotion that's been happening around you and the people that are gathering, uh, because of the, you know, you've alerted the, like the guards are kind of gathering on you guys. So you've kind of made something of a spectacle. 
But despite that, they seem oblivious to the other people's concerns as they push through them, and several scruffy-looking hirelings follow behind them, uh, leading a pair of horses carrying wooden crates marked with heraldic symbols. As they shuffle past, the woodsman calls back to the noble, For the last time, Durston, I'll take you there, but I ain't gonna bring my dogs. Uh, Go ahead and make me a knowledge nobility check as they kind of pass through the gate and uh, head towards you. Trash. Uh, 16 total. You know that the heraldry belongs to the noble house, Erseer of Ardeal. Those are some fantasy words. <laughs> the noble looks towards you. Ho, ho, adventurers. Well, now, uh, fall in with me. Fall in with me. And he he points to the four of you. Come, come. I need the likes of you. Uh, join me. Join me for the hunt. And Bellic would then say... Well, you said you wanted to come here to hunt. Now this is the welcome I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I like that. <laughs> Matumbe will shout up to the to the nobleman. And what is our prey, my dear man? Well, I've heard there's a werewolf in the woods. How dastardly. And I, I myself am a notable werewolf hunter. You are in the presence of Durst and Silvio Arcea, noble of Ardeal. What, pray tell, are your names, adventurers? Boy, I am so excited to step on eggshells for a full book. Um, <laughs> greetings. I am Matumbe of the Mwangi Expanse. I will let my companions introduce themselves. Hello, I am Eclipse. Freya takes a half step up. My name's Freya. She does a curt nod, and that's it. My name's Ikmer, and I'm happy to uh, have the shiniest sword around. <laughs> oh, my boy! <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you polish it daily. Well, I mean, certainly. How else are you supposed to get such a such a nice shine? What a sheen it has on it. <laughs> I could almost believe it would s- sparkle in the light as if it were silver. Is it silver? Uh, not quite, but uh, who knows? Uh, you got some of that, I assume? Oh, of course. We're hunting werewolves. Of course we have silver. Come now, this is my, uh, well, the, he's the Lodge's, uh, the Lodge's main huntsman. He takes us on hunts. This is, uh, Delgros Kratzer. And Delgros kind of curtly nods. Um, he's in hunting leathers and furs. Um, he's got a bow on him. He looks like your typical ranger type. Okay. So, which one of these guys is actually, like, the guest, and which one is the actual, like, 
Obvi- employee. The guy who's like over the top is clearly the guest. Okay, okay. I was just making sure it was. In fact, uh, with this in in mind, that's so clearly the guest, and Eclipse knows that's a hundred percent the guest. Should like to, I would like to make a, a sleight of hand, I guess, uh, to stare at Ikmer, do one of the like puts two fingers to her eyes and two fingers back at him while this guy's not looking and just do the heart like in the air so that Ikmer knows this is the dude with the heart. Yeah, you can recognize his voice. I'm aware as well as he said his name. Yeah. So I want to, I want Ikmer to know heart. Okay. To be fair, you looked concerned, pointed to yourself, pointed to him and then made a heart. Yes. I got a big crush on this guy. Don't fuck it up for me. That is correct. I was actually in my head. I was hoping if, uh, because I thought I thought Griffin would make me roll. I was like, oh shit! If he finds out, what can I say? I'm gonna say that I have a crush on him. If you are interested in me, you nearly have to ask. Because I was gonna pull out the dagger. I had a whole plan for this. So, uh, you overhear uh, Duriston asking Delgros, kind of like, well, were there any hows? Did you, did you find footprints? Um, did you try and track them? Why, what happened to the carcass? What claw marks were there? How was it? Was it a, can we confirm it was a wolf? And Delgros is like, no, I didn't. No, I, I haven't. No, no, we'll, we'll just have to see. And he seems like not enthused about taking um, Duriston into the woods. Um, so you're accompanied by him and several of his um, hirelings, a couple horses. They, they have some hunting gear. And he sidles up to, uh, to you four. Well, now, I wasn't expecting adventurers like you in uh, in these parts. Usually, it's just the posh nobles in Askinor. Uh, none of them really want to be werewolf hunters like me. They sit on their laurels in the lodge, sip their champagne, and, well, they don't know the hard life like you four do. The adventurer's life. Tell me about your adventures. I want to hear, I want to hear stories, tales of your, your glory. You look so strong. Look at all those magic items. Well, I think we're certainly not as boring as those noble people. In the lodge that you just talked about. Well, I'm here for a story while we walk. Come on. Who's good at stories? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> I was gonna say like I could go like oh no god <laughs> maybe maybe not yeah maybe not <laughs> okay fine all right I'll tag me in we're so oh yeah I'm just okay. worried I'm worried about Ikmer uh, saying the wrong thing there bud. There's this one time I turned into a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I was just gonna say, uh, like, talk about the times before that. Like, we fought, uh, like, we fought, like, a spider, a face spider. But 
And we should also swap a story with him, too, so we get him to tell us about the people at the lodge. I like that. Um, So, Duriston, it is only fair, wouldn't you say, that for a story, maybe you provide us with one of your own. You see, you appear to be esteemed hunter, is that not so? Oh, I'm known through these woods as one of the major werewolf hunters. Everybody knows me. I'm the best at werewolf hunting. They're all saying it. (laughs) <laughs> the woods? Those ones. The ones in the lodge and everywhere in the woods. Griffin, you gotta tell everyone who cast this person as, because it's great. Oh, uh, he's cast as uh, Matthew Barry. Uh, he's from, He's like the, the boss's son in the IT crowd. And he's... Uh, oh, oh, I'm not yeah. doing okay. justice, okay. but that's who he's cast I as. I 100% get it's that. It's so know. great. That's wonderful. That. Yeah, that's fucking great. So, well, if you would be to tell us one of us sto- your stories, I might as well start you out with one of our own. And I think the story I'll tell is the story of how I met these two. He points to Eclipse and Ikmer. He says, You see, once upon a time, Mr. Duriston, I was a hunter down in the Mwangi Expanse. Have you ever heard of this place? Oh, yes, the Mwangi Expanse. Wow, the the game there is huge. The game is incredible. You would not believe it, Duriston. In fact, we have poachers from the Aspis Consortium come from all over the entire world to my region of Garun to just fight giant hyenas, giant fine creatures that spit poison, giant funguses that will suck you dry, trees that are evil and sink their roots into you. I fought these sorts of beasts my entire life until I met the great Professor Lorimore. Is that a name you are familiar with? No, I've never heard of him, but, um, I don't know many professors. Uh, I think the professors I know are probably the best ones. (laughs) And so I usually don't go to others for counsel. I understand. In fact, I might know why you have not had counsel with this professor. It is because he is quite dead. Oh, well, yeah, you can't speak with the dead. Indeed. Usually. This professor had journeyed down to the Milwaukee Expanse at some point when I bumped into him. Unfortunately, sometime after that, and I had left quite an impression on him, he passed away, and he asked that I say some words at his funeral. So I journeyed. I journeyed out of Garen. I went, I got a ship in these shackles, and journeyed all the way up to the port of Corvosa. In this port, I made my way across the land, all the way to Ustalav, where I met the butcher with the axe eclipse. She takes the heads of all her enemies and knows no mercy in battle. I also stand with this wall of a man, Ikma, who takes hits. And hits again and again, but he does not go down. I met the two of them at Professor Loamor's funeral, where we found out that he had been defeated in some awful, awful plot that started out in this Harrowstone prison. Have you ever heard of such a place? I know of Harrowstone prison, uh, but it's it's been closed for the longest time, hasn't it? It has been due to the haunting. There were five murderers in this mm, murderers. A charlatan, some sort of dwarf with a hammer. Nobody a, remembers that guy. <laughs> no, some sort. Uh, a piper, 
a Splatterman and a Butcher. And one by one, the three of us, with another companion who I will speak of at a later date, uh, <laughs> defeated them. We put their souls back to rest, brought them back to Phorasma, and pured the taint from Ravengrow. That is how I know them. That's quite the story. I can't believe he went from uh, a hunter in Garoon to, to taking a ship in the shackles and, and all the way to Ustalav at level one. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Take a hair card. Good story. Just rambled for a while. All right, this is... Uh, sorry, Griff. This is the Paladin. It's a good one. Damn it! We're never going to... I'm going to have to keep... I'm going to have to be more... Uh, <laughs> More loose with my arrow cards so we can find one. I don't, I'm convinced they're not in the deck. I'm convinced one of you took them all out and they're somewhere else. But Mr. Duriston, I pleasured you with a story. Would you do me the same? No, oh, I'll tell you the story of my last kill. It was brilliant, brilliant. We hunted the wolf through the woods for two days outside of Askinor. He was a wily one. I think he might have been a little old, but that's besides the point. Um, we, well, we caught him, we strung him up, and killed him right there, and we set a trap for the other wolves, so that when they came to investigate their friend, they would be shot with silver arrows, and we'd get even more dead werewolves. You know, the weirdest thing, and I am a great hunter of werewolves, don't get me wrong, everybody's saying it, but I, I, it was a little weird that he turned back to a man. I, I usually don't stay uh, around my kills for that long. That's it. Um, haven't, uh, haven't seen that happen before. It was very strange. Interesting. And I have heard wild rumors across Ustalav that these werewolves run in clans. Oh yes, there, um, there are clans. I. Some people know about them. Um, I I uh, take them out indiscriminately. All, uh, wo any wolf is a bad wolf, in my opinion. And I know some of these clans are more warlike than others, and it would be a, a great badge on your chest if you were able to slay one from one of the most vicious clans. Do you know which clan this werewolf belonged to? Mm, I think he was a member of the Devil Wolves. Now that's a name I am not familiar with. Are they devious? Mm, they're wily, but usually because they're not... Well, they're they're not usually natural-born werewolves. I don't know if you even know the difference between them, but there's a big difference because the natural-born ones will tear your arms right off your body. They'll shit in your throat. It's horrible. But the... the Have you seen this? Well, <laughs> yes, they do, they do it all the time. Some of uh, I used to have five men, and now I only have four. This is terrible. Non-natural-born ones, ones that were uh, cursed with lycanthropy, uh, they don't seem as strong. This one was a little easier to catch. Those natty wolves sound nasty. Yeah, real natty daddies. Uh, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying they're the worst. Everybody's saying they're the worst. I mean, the, the demon wolves, they're not all natural-born. They're kind of like a mix. Like, they, they seem to come from all walks of... Um, whatever you want to call it. Wolf life? I, I don't know. That might be a magazine or something, right? They, I mean, I'm saying it, so they're probably all saying it. I'm probably all saying it. Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing this story with me. A, a great tale of a great hunt. 
And one if uh, if I were 20 years younger, it could have been me and you taking down that devil wolf. Together, just the two of us. Now I need a little bit more support. I've gotten old in my days. Uh, that's all right. Um, you're still a great adventurer, and I, I am blessed to have four of you in my hunting party. This is going to make everything so much easier. There was a stag that scared away most of the normal visitors to the lodge. They were out on a hunt with um, with Delgros here, and uh, they were hunting a stag, and then uh, they they didn't kill it. They, they found it dead, and it, it had all these, like, slashes in it. At least that was what Delgros was saying, and, and I thought right away. I was like, I know it. Everybody knows it. It's the Silver Ghost, one of the most dangerous wolves in the in the Shutterwood. It, it has to be. He, No other wolves would come that close to the lodge. Who is this silver ghost? Uh, I don't know. He's a ghost. Uh, I mean, how do, think you, about how it. do you know this werewolf then? Uh, there's just stories about him. I mean, I'm telling stories, but like everybody's telling stories about this wolf. He's one of the greatest wolves. Just ask anyone. He's the best wolf in the woods. This silver ghost. And well, what an opportunity, right? And now I have adventurers with me to help take him down. Uh, the 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 stag was was all slashed up. I figure we can if we can go back to the body, we can track him. It sounds good to me. And this silver wolf again. We are looking for prestige, just like you. Is he part of this mud bud? Oh boy, mud blood clan? No, is, no, is no, 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 no. He's uh. He's one of the the silver. Uh, what are they called now? The the silver hides. They're a family of wolves, from what I've heard. They probably go by a different name in wolf culture, but we call them silver hides. Everybody calls them silver hides. Let's let's be real. So do we. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys uh, continue to walk, and. The trail leads to a small clearing where the trampled ground and snapped brush show signs of a great struggle. The soil is soaked with blood and more has splashed on the tree trunks and the leaves. Despite the telltale evidence, Delgros's jaw drops and his eyes dart wildly with shock at the situation. It's gone, he cries. Everybody make a perception check. All right. And Delgros is kind of walking around, stomping around. We've got a former search party. It just st- the stag was too big to drag off. 27. 26. 13. Uh, 17. Okay, uh, 27 and a 26. You see at least two distinct sets of prints uh, in the clearing besides those of clearly of a stag Uh, but most of them seem like they're only partial prints somebody can make a knowledge nature check nope can I do a sense motive on Delagros he he really didn't seem very up to even going on this in the first place sure 19 total. 19 total. Uh, you think he's probably, like, a little bit fed up with um, with the 
the boastful, boastful behavior he's getting from Duriston, and he probably gets asked to do this fairly often. Uh, you can also tell he's gen- he seems genuinely surprised that the the stag has been dragged off or something. Okay, perfect. I think that, I think that was clear, but I just wanted to make sure. Thank you. All right, that knowledge nature is going to go up to a 31. Ooh, a 31. Um, You know a couple of things. You see, uh, I think the girls point out these distinct sets of prints. And you look at the wolf-like ones. Durston looks at the wolf-like ones, too, and he's like, Oh, it must be a werewolf! We're on the trail! And you think... um, no, there's no way this is a lycanthrope print. You think they're not consistent with, like, a, a hybrid form werewolf. Uh, and they're really big. Do they look like something else? Maybe. They look like they might be from, like, a dire wolf. Oh, okay. Duristan, I think we might have stumbled onto something... It's more unique than your run-of-the-mill werewolf. Look at how large these prints are. Have you ever seen a wolf with paws or a werewolf with paws that large? Well, no. I. The, the fact that you bring that up is uh, important. Everybody thinks so, because uh, the the silver ghost could only produce prints that big. I mean, he's he's a legend. He has to be big, right? This is true. I know it's true. You know it's true. They all know it's true. It's very possible. However, I have also seen prints like this come from a beast like a direwolf. Well, oh, direwolves in the Shutterwood, impossible. It is well, possible. Well, maybe my sources say impossible. Your sources maybe say possible. Maybe there's some discrepancy between our sources, but my sources say impossible. There's no arguing with that. I, that's what I told you. I'm telling you this, and, and your friends are going to tell you this, too. There's no way it's a direwolf. It has to be a werewolf. Well, we will see. Well, we'll have to track it. You actually know with that nature check, rolling it over, There's an, the other set of tracks is uh, is more like hoof prints. Also, it, also there's hooves here. It belongs to, uh, you think, like a... A giant boar or something. Alright, now that's kind of weird. That a boar and a dire wolf were here seemingly together. I mean, I guess maybe one was cleaning up after the other's kill. But... And there's like absolutely nothing left. Nothing of the stag that they all said was there. I said it was there. They said it was there. Everybody said it was there. (laughs) (laughs) It, but the um, go ahead and make a survival check. Yeah. Is this against tracks? Uh, yeah, it's it's close enough. Oh uh, man. Natural one. Me too. Ten. Nineteen. With a nineteen, you can tell with the boar tracks that there's actually. Um, it appears in the brush and kind of on the ground 
uh, drag marks. And you can follow them, uh, but but it definitely seems like something was dragged this mm. way. Mr. Derrison, it seems that some sort of hoofed animal dragged off the kill. Maybe we can follow these tracks, see where they lead, and piece together a way to track back to the... Some might say direwolf, but all of the other sources certainly say werewolf. All of my other sources are telling me that it has to be a werewolf. I don't understand. I refuse to listen. <laughs> so you, you follow the tracks off, and about in about 50 feet, you hear a rustling and a oh no <laughs> nailed it <laughs> and uh and three dire boars come out of the brush and now I need everybody to roll for initiative oh here it goes. Is it dim? Sure, it's in the woods. Damn it. Alright. I'm so flustered. Nine. Igmer. Five. Eclipse. Nine. Which modifier? Three. Five. Alright. Freya. 18. 18. Sweet. Somebody in the double digits. <laughs> this is pretty sad. Really not living up to your adventure name. Nope. Just getting mauled by boars. Uh, so all three boars are going to charge. That's pretty simple. Uh, one's going to charge to the left of Ikmer. The, no, that one's going to charge straight up at Matumbe. Uh, charge up at Ikmer and charge over at Eclipse. Bam, bam, bam. Let's get the Ikmer one first with the charge bonus. And you're flat-footed. Yeah. That's not going to hit you. Thank you. Let's do the Matumbe one. Again, flat-footed and with the charge bonus. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a 28 against your flat-footed. Ooh, that'll do. Even by two of my companions. Okay. Nineteen points of damage. Oof! Big old boar. And then the last one charging into eclipse. Oh! Uh, yep, that's uh, that's also a twenty-eight against your flat-footed. Yeah. Thirteen points of damage. And now you can, like, feel the heat coming off these boars. You can see the, their snouts are red with gore. And they're like... <laughs> right at your door. Snorting at your door. They want to come in, Freya. What are you going to do? Freya pulls out two arrows, and she fires them in quick succession. She's a little extra worried about Ikmer 
uh, turning into a wolf. So she's going to shoot <laughs> oh, the shit, one. I forgot. I could just make that happen. <laughs> uh, she's going to shoot the one that's um, kind of across from Ikmer. Okay. Th- thankfully, it didn't hit. So you couldn't even. <laughs> That's scary because I got a I got a five and two eighteens. <laughs> you got the lucky one. All right, so a, a twenty five and a nineteen both hit. <gasps> Yay! The charge and bore. Not great damage. Only twelve. For both. In total. Okay. Batumbe. I'm gonna roll a knowledge check against these boars. Sure. Knowledge <laughs> nature. Yeah. Okay. That is going to be 31. Yep. Uh, tell me everything about the boars, <laughs> <laughs> The boars have ferocity. Okay. Uh, and scent, so uh, they can't be easily blinded. They also have uh, toughness, so they're extra beefy. Uh, they only have a gore attack, but they can they can charge like a truck, and their lowest save is their will save. All right. Uh, that being said, not a whole lot from Matumbe to uh, relate to his companions. If any of that's helpful, he'll shout it out. But otherwise, he's just going to take a swing at the one that hit him with that big old book. Uh, 14 off the die. That's going to go up to a 22. Yep. Sweet. It's a little holy judgment from Phrasma of 13 points of damage. Okay. Eclipse. Uh, Eclipse would like to full attack at the boar in front of her. Okay. Alright, so first attack was not great at an 18. That'll hit. Okay, great. Because uh, the other one is a natural 18, so that definitely hits. Yep. 37 points of damage. Oof. Damn. Super hot. I actually only rolled a 2 and a 1 on my damage dice. Whoa. Dang. Ikmer. That's okay, Majumbe. Toughness to me just means I gotta swing harder. So uh, he's gonna full attack at the, uh, the boy that attacked him. Not probably probably not on the second one at least. Um, we're gonna go with uh, twenty six on the first one. Yep. What's the second one? Oh, fantastic! Uh, that is a twelve. Twelve does not hit. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, that is total of eight. Eight damage. All right. It's Boar's turn. Boar's are back in town. Now I'm gonna do the uh, not the episode. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, boars are back in town. Now I'm doing the in harm's way. Or, uh, These boars are the best. Everyone knows it. Bodyguard. <laughs> whatever, whatever is where I actually take the damage. Okay, whatever so you're gonna do that for Matumbe, for Matumbe, who's the only one you can reach. That's, you. that's okay. right. I forgot to do it the first time. I was disappointed, so now I have to say it really early. Well, one's gonna attack. Uh, they're they're all gonna attack their people again. The one at Itmer does not hit. Awesome. The one at Matumbe is getting in harm's way, so you get a plus two to your AC. 
uh, it's also a miss. And then finally, the one against Eclipse. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's a uh, uh, 24. Uh, meets beats. Okay. Mm. You take... 21 points of damage. Huh. Yeah, these guys actually hurt when they hit. When they hit. When they can. Uh, and then, because they're, you know, single attacking, the two boars on the edges are going to actually move five foot step to the side. And the other one's going to stay where it is, I think. It's Freya's turn. Freya takes aim at the boar that walks kind of around the side of Ikmer, and she fires two quick arrows, and this time she takes deadly aim on these boar. <gasps> Natural 20, and then only a 10, but let me see if I can confirm. Well, Matume is going to use one of his instances of judicial force to add a plus four to this roll because you are 10 feet away from <gasps> Yay! Nice. This boar is <gasps> on track to really do us some damage. That's a 29. 29 confirms. Neat. Yes! And that was with deadly aim. Does that also get tripled? Mm-hmm. Because oh. it's just a static bonus <laughs> to your damage. There's nobody at this table that gets more excited from a critical. <laughs> I want a whole episode of just Emily being excited at the critical. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, but this is a really good critical because it's a times three. Freya just annihilates this thing. I'm pretty sure it goes straight through its brain. 53 points of damage. <laughs> yeah, he, you broke through his ferocity. <laughs> he broke Jeez. Ouch. Thought I might get a little use out of that ferocity, but nope. Overkill. Alright, so that was... It was Freya rapid shotting? Or did she just take one shot? Uh, she was rapid-shotting, but uh, the other one was really low, so it didn't hit. Okay. Uh, Matume. All right. Uh, Matume is going to take a swing at the boar right in front of him. Hmm. Two on the dice. I don't I don't think it's going to do it. No. No. We are awful. Yeah, these are <laughs> rough rolls. All right, here comes Eclipse with a double attack at my boar. Natural 20. Okay. Roll to confirm. Yeah. The other one won't hit because, yeah, it definitely won't. All right, fuck it. I'm going to use another judicious force for another plus four if you need it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did because that's an 18. Well, yep, that, that confirms. Yeah, okay, without that, it would have been much slower. Yeah, without four that, lower. it wouldn't have confirmed, so... Forty-four. Yeah. Also, killed no. Wait. Know, fear, more than that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it had four health left. Don't <laughs> mind. Just for the record, it would have been much more than that. Just you know, twenty-five more than that. Cool. Twenty-five. <laughs> it's X turn. 
All right, well. Unless uh, Eclipse wants to five foot step or something. But, uh, no, I can reach it from here. All right. Um, oh boy. Looks like I'm falling behind. I gotta swing extra hard. Yeah, the girls are cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Oh, kidding. Yeah. Uh, does 20 hit? Yes. Ah, well, look at that. All right, that is uh, 14 points. I put on the uh, power attack. Oh, the power attack? Yeah, I was embarrassed. Ikmer's embarrassed. <laughs> you used the power attack? This is the first time. I know, I right? Uh, meanwhile, I have power attack just permanent. I've never turned it off. That's same. <laughs> so, uh, actually, I've turned it off one time and I announced it. Probably did. Well, all right. Fourteen. The next hit was is all of oof uh, eleven. So yeah, that's yeah. not gonna do it. Okay. <sighs> Doing some damage. It's the boar's turn. Boar takes a five foot step back. Uh, he's gonna go ahead and gore with his reach. Matumbe or Ekmer? Uh, he could reach Eclipse. Seemed like it was a crit that killed his buddy. He just cut his friend's head off, so... That sounds right. He'll do that. This all, every time it does seem fairly fair. All right, that's a uh, 24. That'll hit. Yep. Every time I roll against you, 14. <laughs> 17 points of damage. That's its turn. Freya. Freya's looking for another clean kill, so she takes aim at this final boar. And cast Burst of Radiance. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Unfortunately, only an 18. That hits. (gasps) Yay, okay, the other one does not. Thirteen points of damage. Okay. Homo, let's go. All right. Uh, Mr. Matumbe is going to take a five-foot step up and take a swing. 19, I think, will do. Yep. Okay. And he's going to do a little damage here. 16 points of damage. All right. Let me just just check here. Okay. Uh, Is it my turn? Yes. Eclipse is going to take a five-foot step up and then double attack. I know the first one for sure hits. And the next one's only a 14. Okay, his next one mix, misses. 19 points of damage. Yeah, he killed it out of its ferocity. <laughs> Yay! You just hear, like, a gurgly... I need health. And it dies. And, um... And you hear, uh... Durston from behind you. Bravo, bravo, adventurers in action! What a wondrous display. I'm gonna tell everyone about this and they're gonna say you're the best. And all of them will say it. I hope so. They were good, clean kills. They didn't suffer. (laughs) I'm sure you were worried about that. (laughs) I wasn't. All hunters should be. 
I mean, that last one took like four or five hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that a particularly clean kill. Clean kill, one shot, one kill on that one. Well, no extra ferocity at the end, so something. Sure. Uh, well, why don't we check in the brush for this stag? If they drug it over here like you thought, Matumbe, then it's it's probably over here. And we, um, you know, we owe it to ourselves and, and to everybody to check it and make sure that it wasn't the silver ghost that killed it and then these things came and cleaned it up. I can't argue with that. Perhaps we'll be eating venison tonight along with our pork. So you go around the bush that these uh, boars kind of came out from. We beat around the bush? You beat around the bush, Ickmer beats especially hard, and you find the carcass. Um, Frey, you're uh, you're a healer, right? Yes. Could you maybe? Uh, not that I'm not the best at healing, but I could I could use a little assistance. I think. Um, I think it would be best if maybe we both formed our own opinions and then came together and. Uh, though I am the best, I will confer with what your assessment is. I appreciate your consideration. I've been trained in this area. I'd like to try and I've got some heal, so I'll help. Also look at this corpse. 24? Yeah, I ate. I got a 17 on the die. Wow, I'm doing really, really bad. Uh, I did not aid with a 1 on the die. So, you find... A couple of wounds on this carcass. Uh, you see tooth marks and tusk slashes from the boars, but a, a number of bites and lacerations that presumably actually killed it. Duriston examines these and is like, it has to be wolves. You see the there's the the markings from the tusks, but then there's the other bite marks and the and the claw marks and the 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 scratching and the tearing that is easily going to be. Well, that has to be the wolf, right? From your heel check, you, there are clearly two different types of wounds, uh, and one clearly killed it. Which, can she tell which type was the one that killed it? The, whatever Durston's saying is like the, the wolf wounds, mm-hmm. it seems to check out. Okay, so Freya... Uh, points out a few of the wounds and agrees with him, but like tries to add just like a little bit of educational information. Like these, you can tell from the boar. See how smooth the insertion is, and kind of like point around the carcass, try to teach him a bit more. Too. No, I already knew that because I'm the best at uh, heel checks. But uh, thank you for your insight. I appreciate an agreement with me because, uh, as they say, the only uh, way to get anywhere in life is to agree with each other to get along. That's what they're saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, but yes, great work. Thank you for agreeing. Uh, we clearly have to stay out here and hunt this wolf. There's no other way. And at this point, Dalgross is going to chime in and he's going to be like, Look, this is a fool's errand. I'm, I have to go back to the lodge. I have things to tend to. I can't be staying out here with you all night here. Ridiculous. We found the stag. Boars took it. Whatever killed it, killed it, right? There's no need to be staying out here all night 
and he's I mean basically telling you like I'm I'm going back to the lodge I, I've got stuff to do and Durston's like don't be a party pooper this is the worst everyone is saying it Dalgross you're being the worst and what we need right now is the best we need these adventurers with me out here in the woods hunting this gray or silver ghost because I know it killed the stag. You know it killed the stag. Everybody knows it killed the stag. And so we're going to stay out here and kill this stag. I mean, kill this wolf that killed this stag. And maybe we'll eat this stag. I'm not sure what we're going to do tonight besides look for this wolf and maybe camp out and see what happens. Are you in? I think we need to confer amongst ourselves for a quick second. We didn't get a warm reception at the lodge. They allowed us to stay, but perhaps coming back with this powerful wolf over our shoulders and this this uh, sort of strange man's approval might help. Freya looks to Ikmer. Do you think this werewolf's bad? Well, I was told to look out for the silver hides, or silverbacks, whichever one of those two that Sajira told me. So, I'm not gonna lie, it's a bit frightening. But at the same time, this all kind of seems like a, a bit much just to get back in the lodge, especially... Well, what time is it? Like, what time of day? You guys made it to Askenor around midday. This all has probably taken you to 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon between the, you know, the walking out in the woods, the tracking, the etc. Okay. But, um, Thurston's clearly suggesting you, like, stake out tonight and and catch the wolf. Mm -hmm. Well, if you guys want to stay out, I I certainly would, and that's that's fine with me, but I think we definitely have an easy out right here to be be concerned for for his safety as it gets dark. So we can go either way, but uh, I'd say it's a bit of a fool's errand, especially because we know wolves hunt in packs, so there's no point in in us going after possibly a whole pack without any other knowledge. I don't disagree with your trepidation to stay at Leitigma. The facts are the facts. We only saw one pair of tracks. It could be us versus just this wolf. I would not be worried about the pack tonight. Very well. I'm in. I... Freya, Eclipse, what say you on the matter? Should we return back or try and stake this out? I think if we wanted to go back, we do have an out, because we could say we don't have the full large experience by not having a proper guide. But at the same time... This is a 100% guaranteed way to get into the lodge. 
with no reservations at all. Freya does a small nod over to the noble. This boy will kill himself if we don't help him. It's best we stay. So I guess we'll stay. So we stay. As you guys are kind of chatting with each other, Durston is, he seems to be getting right to business. He's hes pointing his hirelings around, and he's like, You there, uh, set up a central camp and uh, lay some baited traps around the perimeter. Um, you, you there, um, get the, pack the fire, unpack the fire, unpack the traps, unpack everything. And he's like, he's ordering his hirelings around, and they start setting up these baited traps and these silvered, like, kind of like a bear trap, um, for werewolves and after he finishes and his hirelings are like pulling out raw meat and stuff to like bait this he pulls out a snifter of um, this exquisite ustalavic brandy and uh, he offers it to his new adventurer friends my friends thank you for staying around this is wonderful so wonderful in fact that well, I'd like you to partake in some of this fine brandy. It's the best around. I'm saying it, but also everyone's saying it. If everyone's saying it, I would love to try this. And he pours you out some. I will, of course, take a pass. I have abstained myself from substances like this. I hope you can appreciate that. Oh, that's... More than fine, more than fine, Matumbe. Uh, your company will be enough. Matumbe blushes. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had one, so, uh, yeah, sure. Thank you. You're quite welcome, boy. I'm, I don't know if you're of age, but you're an adventurer, and so there is no drinking age, I guess. Nice. I'll wait till after the job. I can't drink yet. We're still working. Oh, we're relaxing. There are no wolves here yet. They'll only come after dark. <laughs> you silly dwarf. Freya, we're supposed to be on vacation. She seems a little bit stuck up, doesn't she, Eclipse? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about uh, using my leverage at the lodge and getting you guys uh, entrance seemed like you were having a bit of trouble there, but you know, if you're going to be so uptight about it, maybe... I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You don't have to have any. I'm more than happy to help you gain entrance into the lodge as my guests after we bring down the Silver Ghost. Okay. Save me a drink at the lodge. <laughs> well, it'll probably be morning by then. Are you much of a morning drinker? If we're relaxing then, why not? That's the spirit. And so, um, you guys kind of hang out with uh, Duriston, and he seems, as he seemed before, just very interested in, like, you know, any adventuring stories or, like, tips and that kind of stuff from adventurers. It seems like he kind of looks up to you as, um, well, maybe some of the only true adventurers he's had contact with in, in a while or maybe ever. As the 
sun gets low and the night creeps in um, and the brandy bottle probably gets a little uh, <laughs> more empty go ahead and make me a perception check oh man only a 19 17 14 27 so you guys hear a short but loud like snarl piercing the night followed by a smothered scream and you can tell it comes from the north of camp where you know some of Durison's hirelings have been setting up traps and and making preparations and probably honestly like standing on guard for you guys who are just kind of hanging out at the campfire. And then you hear Hal rise up from that direction as well. And you can tell Ikmer, your the hair on the back of your neck bristles. You know it's another wolf. Another of your kind, not just a a wolf in the woods. And I need you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh. Oh, I knew it. <laughs>